eventually when I graduated from architecture, I said, why can't I mix now golf? So every single afternoon now I went to practice golf and now I got it. Now I got the nature of it. Now I got the patience of it. Now I got the 360 degrees of the golf course, the trees, the atmosphere, the freshly cut grass. I started to feel it. And that was my sign to fusion, my two passions, architecture and sports through golf architecture. And since then, I did not look back. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, thanks so much for joining us and please subscribe to the show so you'll hear about our upcoming episodes and you can enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today my guest is Augustine Pisa, founder and architect at Pisa Golf Design, which is an international award-winning architectural firm specializing in golf course design and development that embraces artistry, passion, and character. I hold all these things very close to my heart, so I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So with that, hey, Augustine, thanks so much for joining us today, and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. On the contrary, I was very much looking forward to it, Colin. Thank you for that great introduction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you and I come from a similar background, I think, as you know, even though I don't practice now that I'm in the full entrepreneurship and media space, but my background is in architecture also. So you and I are kindred spirits in that regard. And one of the things I really want to talk about, I want to kind of dig into this as we go, is about design thinking and the power of design and and the importance of design and the value of that. Because we know that is, if you want to get really dramatic about it, because you can say design will save the world. You and I both believe that, but a lot of people don't really see the value of design. So I, I want to dig into that. But before we do, why don't you let us know, expand upon what I did in the intro of, of what you do with Pisa Golf Design. It's 23 years of being in the golf industry, Colin, as you know. And not only that, but before those 23 years, it was another 30-something years of being curious, being critical thinking when I grew up. You spoke of our architecture. Yes, we started in that trade. We studied that discipline, but I'm very convinced that you are not made an architect. You are born an architect. That's for starters. Once you think you have that or you know you have that, now you have to work it. Now you have to evolve with it. Now you have a responsibility because what you are thinking, hopefully, nobody else is thinking about. And that's where you need to educate yourself as well, because that can go either way. That can a negative side, positive side, side. It has all sorts of connotations. So that's when responsibility, morale, good judgment, when you're growing and inventing good things for the common people, for the common good, for the growth of the game. And like for all of that, what are you putting your intelligence, your knowledge, your integrity all into what? What is the main purpose? And that is something I am still discovering as I go. But it's part of the beauty of this experiment and of all this journey. The journey is one of the most important things in the creative process, Colin. That's for starters. Now, when it comes to to designing, yes, it's great to think. It's great to design. But right now, you have to think of the future in order to design the present. Mm -hmm. If you're not thinking of the future, you're not designing anything. You're 20 years behind. So there's a lot of different angles that we can touch today, Colin. 
Well, we're definitely going to be digging into that and the future because there are things that you and I have just through friends and colleagues and collaborators that those orbits have definitely been intersecting. And we're going to be getting into that in a few minutes here as far as what you're doing now in the future and the future of golf and golf entertainment and golf experience and how you are creating that physical environment. But in the meantime, I did want to talk a little bit about you maybe rewind into the past before we get into the future here. So tell us about your connection with golf, with yourself in architecture and design. You could have looked at many other sports, many other sectors and industries, or even types of developments. What is your inspiration? You talk about curiosity that's so important for designers, so important for innovators and and entrepreneurs, but talk about your connection originally to golf. Why golf for you? I grew up in Tijuana Country Club. Grew up a little bit with golf, but actually played all sports, all the way to American football, as we call it in Mexico. So I had a chance to play basketball, swimming, volleyball, tennis, anything you can name it. Golf, I went out with my friends every afternoon, just whacked it there. But the old geezers never wanted us to play. So kicked out of the uh, of the golf course from our <laughs> ear, kicked us out of the golf course. Right. So that was my experience on the golf course as a little kid. So I'm like, wow, why would I want to play this? And, and that's usually how you grew up in the 70s, early 80s on a private country. My family has always been involved in sports. My great uncle was the first Mexican national to swim across the English Channel in 1953, Damien Pisa. He, wow. was, he was a stunt double for uh, Weissmuller's uh, Black and White Tarzan. It's kind of cool to grow up with these images of my great uncle and cheetah and photos and, and watching him stunt double and... Uh, and then my parents both involved in physical education and very much in sports. So I grew up in all of that atmosphere and I wanted to become something creative with sports. By the time I was 10 years old, I wanted to become an architect. I don't know why. I don't need an explanation. So when all of this is happening, Colin, I just want to fusion sports with architecture. Eventually, when I graduated from architecture, I said, why can't I mix now golf? So every single afternoon now, I went to practice golf, and now I got it. Now I got the nature of it. Now I got the patience of it. Now I got the 360 degrees of the golf course, the trees, the atmosphere, the freshly cut grass. I started to feel it, and that was my sign to fusion my two passions, architecture and sports through golf architecture. And since then, I did not look back. I was very lucky. I applied to work with Paragon, Jack Nicholas Construction Company. I got the nod and I went to Cabo to work for Jack Nicholas Paragon Construction Company in Cabo, working at Palmilla, El Dorado, two Jack Nicholas signature courses, where two weeks later I had the chance to walk the site with him. I was on the construction site. I was picking a shovel. I was, I was making sure there's ice water for the laborers. But my directors knew that even though that I'm going to start from the bottom, they knew of my ambition of becoming the first Mexican golf course architect and that I, that I really needed to be alongside Jack when Jack was there. So whenever he was there, they put me right alongside just to listen as an observer. So all of the walkthroughs with Jim Blythe with John Scott, with Mr. Jack Nicholas, I was just there as an observer, absorbing, 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 being quiet, keeping my head down 
and learning from the best. Wow. What an opportunity that is to inspire you for a piece of golf design. So I'm curious, maybe you can clarify. My understanding is, is most people, most listeners out there, they're in the golf industry or they're fans of golf. They think of golf course architect is the designers of the course. And it sounds like you do that, but you're more than that. You're also a, a traditional architect in the sense of being able to design buildings and structures and venues also, correct? Yes, I am a licensed building vertical architect. Yes, yes. I have a five-year degree from Tecnológico de Monterrey, which is the top university in Latin America. And from there, we have joint ventures with different universities in the States. And from there, I knew that I needed to solidify as an architect, because I wasn't going to win majors anytime soon. So uh, <laughs> my first two gigs were with Jack Nicholas. Then I had the opportunity to go and work with Tom Fazio at Querencia, his first out-of-the-states golf course. We're talking about 98, 99, 2000, 2001. So imagine I had a, an opportunity to work as a project manager at Querencia, one of the finest golf courses in Los Cabos and did the same thing. But now I did the junior project management directly with Mr. Fazio, directly with Design Workshop, all the big players that were there and had the opportunity to grow there on that course. And from there, I went to work with Robert Von Hagee, one of the top five firms at that point in the world. He was based in Houston. And from there, I went to apply for my master's degree in golf course architecture precisely to complement my architectural background and solidify myself as an architect, as a student of the game. I went to Scotland, the University of Edinburgh, the home of golf, to study for two years, learned the ropes under Ken Moody, a Scottish architect, restored five golf courses over there, five beautiful gems, and studied my master's degree in golf course architecture. Amazing. Amazing. So you got the boots on the ground, practical experience working with some of the masters in the industry. So that act of doing and learning that way, and then formalizing your education in the early 2000s by going to Scotland and doing that. So now we're fast forwarding a couple of decades here. And from what I've seen with Pisa Golf Design, you have worked on many, many golf courses as far as the actual design and the infrastructure. But let's talk about what you're doing now and the future that you talked about. You know, you got to look into the future to actually design the present. One of your endeavors with our mutual friend, Dave Schultz, with NextLinks Golf, that you're looking to get off of the green grass of the traditional 150, 180 acres of a golf course to design something very ambitious very groundbreaking and could really be the future of golf entertainment. So standing on the shoulders of what Top Golf has built, but taking it to the next level and beyond that. So I'm going to let you describe for our listeners what it is that you are as the lead architect and designer envisioning with Dave Schultz with NextLink. So tell us about that. I was very lucky to meet with Dave a couple of years ago. He is just a mastermind. And uh, we can't do everything, Colin. What we can do is be in the right frequency to find the correct people. Mm -hmm. That we can do. Everybody in their own discipline. When you connect those dots and you just let things flow and you all of a sudden change these frequencies, magical things start to happen. And that's when I see these points attracting together. Dave Schultz was one of them and a few other key players. I've always been very curious as we spoke about Something that I learned 10 years ago is critical thinking. Question yourself what you know 
and what you think you know. Question it all the time. Mm-hmm. Why do I have the reason? No, maybe I don't. Question yourself every single time. I knew that there was something more than out there just for the regular golfer. As you probably know, you've heard of wellness golf, which we invented in 2017, 2018. Hashtag wellness golf. It started for the non-golfer. That's how we started. I mean, why Why are we designing for the golfer? We already have him captive. Mm-hmm. Let's start designing for the non-golfer. The other 98.9 people that want to have this great experience of golf, but within the experience of golf, it's not just about inventing with all due respect with any other entertainment out there. It is kind of like golf, but it's not necessarily the experience of golf. And what we found out with Dave Schultz through Next Links is that it is golf. It's just a lower section of it. Less resources, more fun. But it's the same principle. Imagine, and I know you know it very well, but let's do it for the audience. Try and imagine everybody on the simulator. I think the first two shots are always beautiful, aren't they? The driver out in the simulator, it's beautiful. Then the second shot arriving maybe, I don't know, to wherever, a hole on Pebble Beach or Cypress Point or whatever, boom, you're there. But then you're on the right side of the green and you're like, ah, okay, now how do I simulate that shot if my flop shot is going to hit the top side of this cage that I'm in? Yes. So you can't. So you have to shoot in a weird shot or just close your eyes and, and let the computer alter it and do whatever. The same with the putter. Okay, I'm on the green. Now where do I putt? You don't really putt. You think you're putting, which is okay. But imagine in this next links complex, the first two shots, you're hitting him into the Zim. And then all of a sudden, you have a 40-yard shot in from a bunker to your green. You're going to turn 180 degrees backwards. There's going to be a laser pointing to where your ball is in regards to the golf course. And another laser pointing 40 yards, whatever the lie is, away on the green in front of you. So you're going to be able to hit that 40-yard shot on your own with your ability. And then you hit that shot and where it lands on the green. Now you're going to go to another green right here that's right next to you, six feet away. And now you're going to have two other lasers. You're 10 feet away. Here's where you were. Here's where your hole is. And now you're going to hit it to your abilities. That's how you're going to end your hole in next things. Yes. And Dave and I have talked about this in the past, and I love how this has evolved. So our listeners understand this would be the equivalent of playing 18 holes of golf, part on a simulator and all the short game and putting. You're actually doing that. You're physically doing that with the environment and the infrastructure that you've built. So run us through this. Well, let's do the journey. You and I as designers and architects, that customer journey, that user experience. So once I show up, I walk through the front doors of the NextLinks facility, which I believe you're in conversation with the city of La Quinta. Yes. So how many square feet are we talking? How big is this? Like, it's a good size. So talk about this so people can understand, because this is audio, of course. We'll include some imagery, some visuals in our YouTube video and our extended conversation that you and I will have. So I do encourage all of our listeners to also go over to our YouTube channel. We'll include the link down below or in our show notes for that. So you can have a look at what they're envisioning and what Pisa Golf Design has already envisioned with the visuals there. 
So tell us a little bit about that. So use your words to describe A, the size and the, the layout of it, and then walk us through the actual journey of playing. For example, would I be playing to speed things up? Because we know that time and space are two of the biggest barriers in golf that have limited people, that other 98% that you talked about that don't play golf right now, that refuse to play golf or have gone away from golf that are lapsed and don't come back. So talk about that experience too. Is it more like I will then play all 18 holes on the simulator at the same time? And then I go over and I then play those 18 holes on the short game. So it's a non-linear experience. It's a regular round with your friends. You're going to have loads of fun. There's a foursome coming in. You and your friends, let's go in. For starters, the building is going to take your breath away. It is designed by the Sands Brothers. They're very good colleagues, architects that I've known for years, and they only do green buildings. So everything you see where we prefabbed green stuff coming down, drippling, kind of like if you were in the tropics, it's just going to be an amazing whole out architecture experience and service, of course. So now you arrive to the front gate. Obviously, you get the best of service. You go to your Zim with your force. Now that Sim, imagine the area. Let's imagine a small scale e-golf arena. It's kind of like a good gymnasium. So a good e-golf arena all around, kind of like a rounded area, very beautiful. So it is attractive to the eye. You will feel that you belong there and you have your own space. So now you're playing the simulator. Hole number one, hole number two, hole number three, everybody tees off. Now you can play it as easy or as hard as you want. There are different sections within the sections. So if your guys are plus five, you can play the plus five section. If you guys are regular, let's go house, have some fun. Then maybe the simulator will have the driver a little bit directed, the second shot a little bit directed so that you're not all over the place. And then the same when you turn back, the lasers that you will have, we will not put you on a deep lip for a 60 yard shot. Right. But that's all manipulated within your skill. So we know, we know what you want your test of golf to be. All of that will be altered and that will keep the pace of play. So regardless, maybe I'm hitting a 20 footer and you're hitting a six footer in. That's where the computer, depending on what you want to play and what you want to challenge off. The important thing is the pace of play and the flow and the camaraderie. You're hitting shot number one, like a golf course. I'm hitting shot number two, like a golf course, three and four. We're all out. Perfect. Second shot. Now we're in trouble. Now one's on the right. Now one's on the green. Now one's on the bunker. Now one's over here. Now one's short. Okay. Now we all turn back where with our different shot with a different laser, we actually need our ability to hit that ball. And that's where the fun starts. So if I understand, we all hit our tee shots, our approach shots. So we're close to the green or on the green. And then we go and we physically go to the short game area and play out the hole. When you finish that, you go back to the the simulator for hole two, then back and forth for the 18 holes. Is that correct? Yeah, but you don't move. You just rotate. I'm here at the sim hitting that way. And now I'm going to be here. Here's my bunker. Here's my green. Everything's here 40 yards away. I don't move. I don't walk. I just rotate the golf lounge, my drinks, my lounge, my music, my atmosphere, my wallet, pizza, everything's here. Right. The Zims play towards the outside of the dome. Everything else plays towards the inside. Got it. So all of a sudden you have balls going in on the air towards the inside. 
and the zims played towards the outside. There you go. Got it. So in fact, the two pieces are connected between the green and the rough and that, that experience and the sim. So that, that would be like one bay, that basically one condensed it's golf one course, I guess you could with say. with the pivot in the middle. And one part of the pivot goes to the sims. The other part of the pivot goes to the short game and putter. Got and it. Bunker. Got it. It's beautiful. It is state of the art. So with this, seeing the design, it is a stadium. The plan is circular. So with that yes. radiating out, I'm assuming you've got more of the kind of the central gathering area and hospitality yes. bar area in the middle, the design that you have for La Quinta. So how many Sims for do you La have Quinta, radiating out? How many bays? For La Quinta right now, I think there's 22 Sims. 22. This is what we have as we speak. We're working on the details, but yes. So that's pretty good throughput then that you've got. Okay. So with- no, it's a very, it's a very good footprint. So how many square feet is the whole facility you're looking at? Uh, I, I really have to get back to you on that calling. But, even but it's in the plans that you will see. What do you, what do you think? Like 100,000, 50,000, more than that? No, no, no. I would have to go back. Okay. No, just, just curious. Uh, this is the, my, my design brain coming out. So I'm just yes. wondering so our, our listeners can kind of wrap their heads around how big this thing is. And we will be showing some images of what you've designed so far in yeah. the show notes. So, uh, so our listeners, please go have a look at that. Yes. So yes. as far as the experience, because I know Dave has done a lot of testing and simulations over the years. So what do you envision being the playtime for this for 18 holes with four people? Obviously, you want to reduce this down from three and a half or four hours. Are you able to get this done in, in a third of the time or half the time? Or what are you envisioning right now as far as the business model and the throughput, the thing that's made Topgolf so successful of getting a lot of people through at the same time and then the next people waiting? So what are your thoughts on that? How quickly can a foursome play 18 holes of golf at Next Links? An hour and a half to two hours is, is our shot. People are going to be pleasantly surprised, I think. And they're not going to feel the time there, even with all the consuming, having a good time. Because one of the biggest things is that we are going to grow the game. We didn't want to do this if, if it wasn't for growing the game. It's not about selling hot dogs. It's not about selling pizzas. It is about growing the game. At least in my heart, in Dave Schultz's heart, it is about growing the game we love. It's just a variety of it. We can create this 90-minute version of the game we love, and hopefully, eventually, we can start getting out and just being a, a big compliment to the game we love of golf. Love it. Love it. So I've been around well, the work I've done with Top Golf and, and others in the golf entertainment space. I think I know the answer to this, but for our listeners, I'm going to ask the question anyway. So when people ask you, isn't this kind of like Top Golf? What do you say is the differentiator and the, uh, the value that you're adding? It is because people identify with Top Golf. I think Top Golf did a great job and is doing a great job of entertainment golf. I think there is a place for entertainment golf. It is there. Top Golf is a great example of entertainment golf. There will be others, I assume, of uh, entertainment golf, but this this is golf. Mm -hmm. This is golf. It is compact golf. It is just golf put in a suitcase in a Monopoly board, mm -hmm. but it is proper golf. This is the game of golf. The only difference is that you're hitting to a simulator, yes, and then you're pivoting back and you have the approaches and the putters as you would on a proper golf course. So kudos to, to Top Golf. It's not about competing with them. It's about complimenting them because I think there's room for everybody. The person that really wants the golf experience will eventually be playing Nextlinks. 
And, and what I like about this and what you're doing there, you talk about the problems that you're solving here in golf to then make it more accessible and relatable for people that don't play golf. Because we know, and you touched on a couple of these all, already. One was the price of golf and the time that it takes to play around a golf. The other two, and you've kind of touched on these in, indirectly, are the intimidation factor and the inconvenience. Golf courses are usually, you know, they take, a, like we said, 150 to 200 acres of land. So they're not in the middle of a city. Sometimes they're an hour, an hour and a half drive away. And also the intimidation factor that especially talking to a lot of women that are interested in golf, that whole idea of being on the first tee and not made to feel welcome is does such a problem and is a barrier and a pain point. So it sounds like what you're designing here really helps to eliminate all those as a gateway to a real golf experience that you're yeah, reducing the cost, reducing the time it takes to play. The fact you can have fun and go out there, play 18 holes of golf. And, you know, if you whiff a couple of times, you're with your friends, you're in a safe environment, not having all these other people you don't know watching you and perhaps judging you. People behind you barking at you because you're taking too long and the marshal coming up and saying you got to pick up the pace of play. So talk to us a little bit about that as far as the entrepreneurial side. I know Dave has spoke about this, but interested to hear your take on this as a designer, as far as problems that you're, the pain points that you're relieving with the design of NextLinks. It is exactly that, Colin. I love it that you bring it up because to me, sometimes it's so obvious that I overlook it. It's just that beauty of when you see the mother playing with the six-year-old and the grandfather playing with, with his grandchild. It does not get any better than that, Colin. And then your friends, you know? I mean, how many friends haven't we lost during golf? Because you have your golf friends, but your friends' friends, the ones that you know from day one, the ones that you hang out, the ones that you have no problem just being out there, having any type of conversation, you've lost time on the golf course. Maybe it's time to recover them here. It's, it's part of that beauty of no judging. Let's just head out there, be ourselves. You think golf is easy? Okay, let's put it on a harder note. You think golf is hard? Okay, let's put it on an easier note. Let's have fun here. Let's disconnect. Let's disassociate. Let's try and connect with the camaraderie, with the humane side, with nature side, with what golf has to offer, the, the values, the principles. All of that makes us grow as human. All of that we can actually see here on this, the difference between next links and the regular golf course is very, very little. It is right there. Is everything right there if you really want to take on it? It's not just about hitting it as hard as you can getting some steam off, drinking some beers, and going home. I think that's perfect for bowling, for top golf, for a lot of other entertainment areas, shooting. I think right now we have a very good balance between what the beauty of golf and everything that comes intrinsic. Nice. Such a great way to put it there. Why don't we finish up with that? Because I love the fact that you touched on human-centered design, designing for the golf experience, for experienced golfers and non-golfers alike. I, I love that. And that's the real business opportunity, as we know, right? That much yes. larger pool of people out there that perhaps have never picked up a club before or only play every once in a while and they're just intimidated by that. So, hey, as, as we finish up here, just one more question before we jump over to our YouTube channel, our YouTube video interview there. As far as dates and expectations, I don't want to box you in, but even approximately, when do you hope to break ground and, and hopefully have the next links facility in La Quinta open for business? What is the vision and the aspiration there? 22, 22. It's all in, 22. 
2022 open i can't say right now about the uh quarters but 22 we will be having one of the best experiences out there in golf wow so you're gonna have to giddy up on the design and build side of this there if you're looking at oh yeah months or yeah so. we're, no, we're on we're on it <laughs> exciting exciting stuff so hey how can our listeners find out more about you and uh learn about all the other great things that you're doing with pisa golf design thank you colin We've been very excited, as you probably know, also uh, partner up with uh, Brendel Chambly, a great analyst from uh, Golf Channel. We're doing special projects. We already have one going on in northern Mexico, which we'll talk about that with you mm-hmm. when the time comes. We're very excited to have our first couple of projects overseas as well that we will be very glad to talk about. You can follow us on Pisa Golf, P-I-Z-A-Golf.com. And all social media, we're very big on Instagram at Pisa Golf. And if you like art, if you like all of artistic expression, design process, creative process, that's where you want to look for us. Nice, nice. Well, as I always do, I will include all those links you mentioned there so people can learn more about you on the show page for this episode and also i will create a bio page for you so we'll have all that information there also for our listeners to easily find that so hey why don't we wrap this up before we jump over to our video conversation so uh Augustine Pisa. Hey, this has been a great conversation. I love this. I love that design thinking piece that we talked about and how, and we'll talk a little more about the power of design on our, our YouTube channel video on, on that too. So, hey, been great to, to, to talk to you again. I'm so glad we actually met a couple of months ago and yes. I'm excited to see what's going to go on over the next 12 months with not only with Next Links, but also the other great things that you're working on with Pisa Golf Design. So, hey, thanks very much for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward for next one. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.